Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Polite little computer. Hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we are very excited today to have a special guest coming to join us. Would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Well, hey, Michael. Hey, Ryan. I'm Minnie Murphy, and thanks for having me on your show. I'm very excited to be here. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for being here. Again, we should have piped in the crowd noise there. Yeah, we had a crowd noise button, and we got to work that back in the show. <laughs> People deserve the welcome. What's your theme song? Because I couldn't hear it when before we started. So the, the theme song is called Inside the Sound. Uh, that was us, uh, me singing, and Ryan playing the lead guitar there. And that was a song we wrote, what, what like 15 years ago, something like that? A while something ago. like that. Yeah. A while ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he liked it. <laughs> we have a, we, another special guest. What's up? Yeah. Here? It's a party today. Why not? We're all about the we're all about the party. <laughs> <laughs> the more the merrier. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm excited to hear that intro song because it wasn't coming through on my phone. <laughs> That's cool. Y'all wrote that together. Yeah, you know, we we have a you can have a band. That's right. You have your own band together? Yeah, it's hey, been a while. We it's do. been a while since we yeah, played shows. Yeah, we're getting back into it. That's cool. It's on a bit of a hiatus for now. I mean, I've uh I've moved out of state for a few months, so we're gonna get back to it soon enough. Awesome. I got well, a lot of stuff that's unfinished myself. <laughs> oh, really? Here. Well, why don't we start by by talking about Get Over It? Yeah. Uh, sure. You, were, you want to talk a little bit about what inspired that? Yeah. Well, I write for a publishing company. <laughs> And um, I've been at this publishing company called Evergreen for for probably like six or seven years. And my publisher will oftentimes give us like a, a sorry assignment rights, you know, like and song titles, like hey, I want you all to write this. And and so that title, get over it, was his his partner Don Bedell. That was his idea. And so he brought it to me and, and Trafton Harvey, who, who also writes for Evergreen. 
and to to write that with him and um we just kind of naturally went to a drinking song <laughs> which is what we usually do. <laughs> i don't know why like me and me and trapped and if, if we ever get if we ever get stumped on a right we always end up writing a drinking song but so um yeah and i just you know, we didn't really have a plan, you know, we just kind of uh, went in that kind of old school retro country style, which I love. And and then once John Conley had made the track, I was like, ooh, I, I didn't really think it was that great of a song after we wrote it. And but the track kind of just felt so good to me, like just a demo. And, and that's really the bones of the actual track that we released. We, we spruced it up and, and added like real steel guitar and, and keys and stuff and remixed it. And, but um, uh, just that guitar riff that John Conley played. It's just like felt like an old friend, you know, and I love that kind of style of country because it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's not too heartbreaking. It's kind of like, you know, it just makes you want to sit at the dive bar and, you know, talk to the person next to you and smoke a cigarette and lament a little bit. But, you know, you still got to go to work. And, I, I don't know. You know, it's like kind of that easy mid-tempo country that it still has a little charm to it, even though it's like a sad song, you know. The way you described it very much is the way it feels. That's why I I found it very interesting. You brought that guitar riff up. That is that's something that stuck out to me too. But the way you're explaining the general feel of the song is is very. You feel that everything you're saying, you can kind of feel it when you're listening to it. Uh, cool it's a track. It's a great track. Thanks. Uh, you mentioned that um, it felt good. You know while you were putting it together um is that yeah. a common thing like or is it when when a track's maybe gonna be a little more special than you thought it was you get a different type of feeling or is that just a something that always happens no i never know when that might happen actually sometimes i think it'll happen with something and it doesn't and then other times you you rush things but there's the magic and i think with this song, like, I didn't want to obsess about my vocal like I usually do. So I kind of went in there with just like, I just wanted to vibe, you know, I just wanted to just stay in this kind of like stream of energy without, you know, dicing up everything and comping too much and, and, and second guessing myself, you know, I just wanted to, and that's kind of how the, the vocal went. And I think that helps too sometimes to just embrace imperfections and kind of be more focused on the character, you know, and, and kind of um, the feeling of it, you know, because sometimes I can just really nitpick things to death, you know, and, and then never release anything. And I wasn't going to do that this time around. And I, I feel like, you know, it's been 
a big accomplishment for me to just finish something and, and be like, and put it out there instead of, Oh, it's not good enough. And you know, it doesn't represent all of me or, or whatever, you know, <laughs> and then just let something die on the vine, you know? So. Yeah. It's a common thought that's come up many times over the course of these conversations with, uh, wonderful wonderful musicians like yourself is the idea that sometimes you just have to be a pure channel to that creativity and you know mm -hmm. some of the things you talked about like over analyzing or wanting everything to be you know absolutely perfect when sometimes the imperfections kind of give it character and sometimes you know like you say just being in that moment uh, yeah. yeah part of that energy can go so far yeah and the song is, you know, lyrically, it's about kind of our self-saboteur, the, the part of ourselves that knows we shouldn't be doing something, but we're just like, you know, fuck it. This is what I'm going to do, and <laughs> I'll deal with the consequences later. And, <laughs> you know, I think we all have that impulsive yeah. reaction to heartbreak, you know, when it's fresh, you know, we're not making the best decisions. And, and I, I think country music has a history of, of, of spotlighting the, those sides of ourselves that, you know, especially like that outlaw country, you know, they, they're talking about some shameful stuff. <laughs> but we all go through it and nobody's perfect. And I think like that makes it all the more relatable, you know, Agreed. I didn't mean to drop the F bomb. I'm sorry. No. So you're good. We don't censor. You're, you're, you're great. No, we, we want. Uh, I'm drinking his bottle. I'm not to drink mine. <laughs> we want people to feel comfortable. 100%. So. Let's go outside. Maybe if I take him outside, he won't be screaming so much. I'm sorry. Don't be. I couldn't get a baby so Come on, let's go outside. You know, that's that's part of it, though. I mean, you know, real people with families making music. It's not like, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to be apologized for. I mean, actually, it's, you know, it's kind of cool to see. You're actually getting to see a real side of somebody. You know what I mean? Like I, that's actually cool. Yeah. It, you know how it comes up where people that make music are looked at a certain type of way and it's like no they're just no yeah. they're just a, people like you <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> for sure is it cool yeah. if we take a couple of steps back uh Mindy, sure. i wanted to ask you we like to talk a lot about the superhero origin story like how they got their powers why they do what they do so when we uh, talk to musical superheroes like yourself, we want to know your origin story. Like what, what, how did it start with the music thing for you? Um, well, my mom forced us all to take piano lessons <laughs> when oh, we were man, like, I, I got forced to piano lessons too. So I know how that feels. <laughs> but, um, even before then, my mom is a classical pianist and, she would play and I would try to be a ballerina and dancing in the, on the carpet when she would play. And 
course, we didn't have enough money for me to go to ballet school or anything like that. But I'm grateful. And my dad played guitar. You know, they played down at the local taverns and stuff for a living, like 75 bucks a night, you know, like three or four nights a week. And it was me and my brother and my sister, Melissa. We all took piano lessons. And um, for whatever reason, I it stuck with me once I learned that basic theory you know which might have actually worked against me in certain ways because some people don't learn and some people just play by ear from the get-go but learning like these basic chords like major and minor and and just like the one four five some of that nashville number system once i learned enough to be able to write my own songs or to even just just play and I would just get up every morning and go to the piano and wake everybody else in the house. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's, it was like an addiction for me, really. An addiction? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I just loved to hypnotize myself, you know. I just play the same chord over and over again and just zone out. <laughs> yeah. Relate to music. It's one of those things where you can enter. It feels like another reality when you get caught up in the music or you get caught up in a song. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So did you always know somewhere inside of you that you were going to, you know, take it as far as you have making your own music and, becoming an artist and all of that? Um, well, I did make up my mind as a kid. I, I told myself I want to make a living doing music. And that was the one statement that I like. You know, it wasn't like I'm going to win a bunch of Grammys and I'm going to um, – play at Madison square garden or something. I just, I just thought, you know, the dream was just to be able to make a living doing it. And that's what I've been able to do. I, I mean, I've had other jobs waitressing and, but, um, and I'd like to do more than just make a living doing it. But the beautiful thing that appealed to me was that you can always learn a new instrument. You can always, work on showmanship. You can always work on your writing. You can always work on your vocals or learning how to be an engineer. There's so many different like branches of the tree of music that you can constantly grow and learn. And, and uh, so, I mean, take lifetimes to learn it all, you know, yeah. but uh, I love that image branches of the tree of music. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's kind of what it's like right like if you pick up a new instrument it, heck even if you're picking up the bass right and you're going from guitar or vice versa it's 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 slightly i mean it's mostly similar but it's different and uh mm -hmm. there's some similarities between different instruments and things but like there's always something to improve and i love that you included things like showmanship and engineering and i mean there's quite a bit of skill set to be successful today and uh, yeah you know Never too I know. To I feel like I have so much to learn, and um, yeah, it's 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 neat to you. Never get bored, really. If 
if you've, you know, if you get stuck on one thing, then you can work on something else, but it still all works together. I think I've had like over the years, different seasons where it's been all about, you know, writing or, or it's been all about the showmanship. You know, sometimes I play gigs where I would just pay the band and I wouldn't get paid at all because I wanted to have enough money to rehearse and I wanted to just make sure that they knew the material so that I could go out there and try to work on my stage moves and, and how I look at the crowd and calling people up on stage and, you know, different like visual things that I was neglecting, you know, um, but, Cause I've always been really shy and I think like music has been like a kind of a, a friend that like, I didn't really sit with everybody at lunchtime in school. I'd, I'd run off to go play the piano in the choir room. Cause I felt like I didn't have any friends <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, and it doesn't really lend that lend itself well for the, the business side of things being shy you know you have to be really outgoing and, and on stage too so um it's there's always something new to learn and uh <laughs> you know so, yeah i find that it, it's something that's come up and i find it extremely fascinating is you mentioning that you're a shy person and maybe were more so when you were younger but mm-hmm. you would never guess that you know from the <laughs> right. from your work oh yeah yeah thanks i mean yeah i was painfully shy but i think i was just kind of an introvert and i think that um that might have developed in me I don't know. Like, well, I feel like all kids are kind of like that. Maybe they're not, but we have to learn how to speak and we have to learn how to relate to each other. And, but before then we don't know how to say a word, you know? And so it's all kind of inside of ourselves flowering, you know, as we get older. But um, I always felt like that pull, you know, like we'd go to my dad's gigs and, um, everybody would be playing all the, me and my brother and my sister and other kids there. And, but I could never really play and relax because I knew my dad was going to call me up on stage at some point, you know, we have a very special guest or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. so I always had that knot in my stomach and it kind of made me a little disengaged because I was waiting for that moment, you know, and I, but that was also like a gift because it made me feel special. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sing <laughs> on stage, you know, so I got to get ready. Like I can't get too distracted, you know, got to go have a quiet moment away from everybody, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know? So it's a sacrifice, but it's a service. You know, my dad always said, you don't want to think about, how far you're going to go, what you're going to get or money and all that stuff. Like this is a service, you know, we're here to give, share and connect with people. So 
but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it beats um, a lot of other jobs, I think. <laughs> well, number one thing for me, uh, listening to you tell part of your story is that you you're still doing it. You know, you made your mind up, you know, a long time ago and you're still doing it. And to me, that's, I, I really appreciate that. And that's one thing that I've really appreciated talking to all the people we have here. You're, you're still making it happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers. I, I got off the social media thing and I think my shyness and whatever, just not wanting to be on the computer all day and network and as not been good for me but I, I yeah i mean i've always been able to you know i think it's just i love music you know i love singing i love playing and writing and and performing and so you know it's it's fun to do i think no matter what happens i'd always do it you know it's <laughs> but um yeah, so. Well, being able to do what you love, I mean, is there a greater blessing in life than that? It's really helped me, especially lately. Like, I've had a lot of family stuff happening that's been really, really heavy. And I talked to my brother and he's like, I'm still going to, I'm, I'm going to work. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to work too. I don't want to let these people down. So I did my gigs and, and it was like the one moment I didn't think about these horrible things that have happened lately was when I was singing on stage, I actually forgot about it. And that was like, I got lost in the music and, and was able to lift myself out of, you know, being down about some stuff, you know, and then, so that's a good thing. I think writing does that too. If you have something you're working on, you know, it just swirls around in your head, like, and kind of is, takes you out of the, the things that we have to do and deal with, you know, the everyday hard stuff about life or, you know, if we got us, if you got a song you're working on, you can be thinking of while you're driving or doing the dishes or the laundry or or whatever, just to get your mind off of other stuff too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I really it resonates with me. You said your dad called it a service because you know that's what yeah. you're doing too, is you're uplifting others, and and it's been a tough few years. I mean the the certainly for musicians as well. Right. And with uh, everything going on, um, what yeah. do you do to stay afloat? Like, how do you, have you managed the gap, you know, from, cause now there's some more shows, but it wasn't uh, for a while there, there was nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I had Phoenix, right. We luckily got out of the hospital right before the lockdown. Oh, wow. And so for no me, it was a blessing. It was kind of like an extended maternity leave. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> there you go. But on the other hand, it was really scary because it felt like, why is this happening right now? Uh, as soon as he's born. But um, 
I actually, you know, enjoyed being at home. I, I would have had to be at home anyway, it, but it definitely made me count my blessings. And I think this LP that we're doing um, has that throwback familiar country sound that kind of feels comforting to me and um, feels like family. I mean, it's like riding in my dad's station wagon. And my mom played keyboards in the band, you know, and just turning on the country radio station, you know, like as a kid, like, um, and so I wanted to, I felt all those feelings during the lockdown, just like cherishing my family and, you know, holding each other tighter. And, you know, I think having a baby does that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, wow, life is so precious, you know, and time really goes by so quickly. Um, so, <laughs> you know, um, I'd like to go, what you're saying about how you're feeling as you're making this music, I, I really feel like the people that listen are going to feel that too. And, you know, we talked a little bit about music being a service. And, uh, you know, especially lately, you know, people need music, like you mentioned, to help them get through, to, to help them feel good, to help them feel an escape or to, to give them a little bit of energy to get through their day. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a really important thing, especially in times yeah. like these music so for sure um it's the universal language <laughs> and i'm making a spanish version speaking of languages Wait, I'm getting yeah oh, <laughs> so really? like, you're gonna record in spanish yeah my best friend from childhood she she moved to mexico and lived there for like seven years as a sports journalists for the Mexican soccer teams and she she's become fluent um in Spanish and so she translated it to me and, and I also tried to have her translate some other songs but some of them wouldn't work because they don't have like the same well I have like a song called that my publisher wrote from the old catalog that's another throwback vibe called then again and so it has a play on words but there's no spanish way to do that and so that's kind of interesting to me like how she had to translate the song get over it but um the literal translation isn't exactly the same but it means the same but it's just it's interesting the languages you know the differences but yeah the direct but, translation sometimes isn't 100 percent possible but you can get the general idea yeah it's neat how there's different words for things and um so how are you feeling it. about singing in spanish oh i love it i'm excited <laughs> i've already i already do sing a couple songs in spanish and um on my jazz gigs i'll do like Besame mucho but um like I guess I roll my R's too much because <laughs> I think it's really fun superarlo and doing, doing that <laughs> rah, rah, rah thing you know like um she's like you don't need to roll your R on every so on every word you know that's right <laughs> so, Ryan 
<laughs> Ryan. Wrong for rolling your arms. <laughs> but if it's if it's fun, why not? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is fun. I still haven't recorded it yet, but um so can you tell us any more about the LP? Uh, just to give people a heads up, what they should expect, what to look forward to. Yeah, um, it's seven songs, and um, the themes lyrically are about, you know, love, family, becoming a mom, second chances, uh, you know, and then the good old drinking song, <laughs> get over it. And um, it all kind of has a classic retro vibe, but there's still an eclectic mix of sounds. There's this. I don't know if you remember those old country songs with the parentheses in the title, you know, like you stole my truck, but I made a copy of the key or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or something, you know, it's like a really long title. So we wrote one called, the pick didn't fall too far from the strings <laughs> and kind of like coming from a musical family and uh, mm. like the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Just growing up uh, with my parents playing the bars in town and stuff. And, and then also my sister. And um, so, and that's kind of a trucker vibe. It feels like a, you know, 18 wheeler going down the highway or something, but, or, you know, like Marshall Tucker band kind of vibe. And then I got like kind of a Texas country one in there. That's like a love song. And then, um, then like a really folky Fleetwood Mac tech thing. That's the one I wrote for Phoenix. That's just real sparse. And, um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, we got so many other stuff too that I have <laughs> released. <laughs> He's like, you were talking about me. Yeah. So, and uh, hopefully get it, the whole thing released this year is the plan. <laughs> things keep going by. Hopefully. Right. Well, that's going to be exciting. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's all mastered and, and everything's ready to go. So. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, I will admit a lot of curiosity with, you know, your upbringing, like having parents that were gigging and actually doing their thing. You know, it's it just, to me, it, that to me is like an alien world. You know, like it's just not, it's not my upbringing, right? Like I, my, you know, my, my parents did the traditional whatever job. So it's like, I, it seems like having family and witnessing it yourself made it seem like, oh, this is a lot easier for, for me to choose as an option. Whereas I know people that don't have necessarily know anyone that's in the business. It's like, it seems like it's for other people or like it's not possible or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was hard because I, well, I was kind of pushed into it, but I wanted to do it. And I think like it was a mixture of that, but, um, well, really I wanted to, I always wanted to do this, you know, like, but, um, 
there was that pressure, like with my first record deal on Sony, we all moved here together and my dad was managing me and my mom, we were writing together. She, so she also got signed to, to the publishing Sony tree and, and it was a lot of pressure and my brother and sister moved here and um, Sony merged with RCA and it didn't, you know, they dropped me and, and I was really trying to do like a, something different like upright bass and like jazz country that was like i don't know kind of a blend of like you know different things that i loved and it was a little too out there i guess <laughs> but jazz like country yeah I've never heard well of- i mean it was not really like jazz kind of jazz but it was different it wasn't like the festival beer garden type country you know it was like theater something you'd want to go to you know like a listening audience but um you know kind of like uh i don't know i've gone through so many different phases and i like to do to rock out too but it was a little more mellow (laughs) (laughs) everyone should rock out every once in a while um you know you talking about kind of your your background in music makes me think about was it was it an easy thing did you come to to enjoy it to always feel like you had to perform at any given moment it kind of seems that way like you always had to be ready to go um no there's been really hard times i think after losing that sony deal i kind of had a mental breakdown at like 19 or 20 whenever it was because I felt like I let my whole family down. And, um, and then, uh, I don't know. I just started playing the piano bars and, and, you know, paying my dues and doing the downtown thing and the cover band thing. And, um, had another deal, didn't work out, and then made some bad choices, whatever. And um, I mean, it, it is a little different when you decide to make it a job. I think that there's a beauty in something just being a hobby. You know, sometimes you can feel like you're just on autopilot, you know. But I try to always when I'm performing, I always try to do the song differently than I, I never try to do it the same way twice, you know, cause I mean, I have my natural riffs that I'll go to and, you know, I have a stockpile of like <laughs> habits I've built up or whatever, like, you know, little riffs I do or vocally too. And, but um, it's always most fun for me to, improv you know and i think that's like um that's what keeps it fresh you know even if you've sung the song a million times (laughs) there's always a new way to do it you know do it with a three-piece or a full band or do it just by yourself or do it faster do it slower you know or yeah rephrase it a little bit like you know um yeah. I don't know. Definitely. So 
do the punk rock version. (laughs) (laughs) Punk rock version. I'm on board. The energy on stage, uh, the energy on stage when, when a band can do that is definitely different. Yeah. I think like, I mean, I've never had like a big smash hit, so I don't really know how it feels, but I know that like, some people loathe playing their hits I've heard about, you know, and they just won't do it, you know, but, um, that'd probably be a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, I'll figure out a way to play it where I like it, <laughs> but I don't know. Some songs are hard to play live. And they just feel like you, know, you really got a cool recording of it, but, but it just doesn't feel like a good live song. And then some live songs aren't really ones you want to record for some reason. I don't know. It's so there's definitely a difference. You have to kind of test them out in front of in front of people, you know, see how they go over, you know, and. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's different worlds, you know, recording and then performing live. <laughs> They're almost like different jobs. Like there's the same thing. You're still performing in a way, but you have that real time feedback with the crowd. Yeah. And um <laughs> Like, I don't think that this album, this album of mine is kind of a winter album, you know, and if I'm going to do a show, I probably wouldn't just only do these songs, you know, because I think that, you know, for entertainment sake, you know, maybe if it was like a live stream, tiny desk type thing in the living room and the fires burning and stuff and that kind of vibe. And but like if I were to open up for somebody and it was an outdoor thing. There's, I, I would have to like go back through the archive and be like, well, I know this one works and, and here's a good one that people always like and, and, you know, kind of adapt to the situation. And yeah, I think it's, you kind of have to be a, really adaptable as a performer and or it's good to be, you know. <laughs> You don't have to be anything really, but <laughs> I think it's nice to to <laughs> be able to be that way. Definitely. Well, we're very happy to hear that you got new music coming yes. out. That you're probably gonna Thanks. be uh, doing some type of tour or shows with it, and we're thankful to you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. We got to cover a lot of cool ground there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, bottom line for us is we, we feel really great for people that are making it happen like yourself, you know, (laughs) you're, you're living your dream and we're huge proponents of people doing that. So thank you for, for doing that because oh, you know, thank you for so, saying that so, and you too it, it inspires others too i'm i'm really inspired not just by your story of coming up in the musical family but like i'm witnessing you do the same thing you know you're working on this career 
you, you know, you have your own family and as a parent myself, like that, that's for me is very inspiring because it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. And that's well, he's what motivated me. Yeah, yeah. He gave me confidence. I think becoming a mom before I never finished anything. And I was like, I'm not going to do this time. I got to leave something behind for him. I got to show him never to give up, you know? And so everybody always thinks becoming a parent is like, you can't, it's all about them. But like, he made me, you know, he reignited some dreams that I was kind of giving up on. So it's always a blessing having a baby. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's great. Cause I, I can relate like having kids also changed a lot in how I saw the world and, and in terms of what I want to do with my time. And, you know, like you said, leaving something behind for him. That's, I mean, that's huge. That's, and what a gift you can give. Cause that, cause the music that you make will last forever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love listening to my dad's old tape or my sister's, you know, and, um, or even going back and listening to when I was in choir in my high school or having something tangible that you can pull out is so cool. And I love the thought of him playing like this is my mom's record check it out you know like <laughs> years down the road and he's like a grown man or playing it for his kids or something that's and playing that's cool. the song that he's on as a little baby <laughs> but so yeah it's a historical archive <laughs> but yeah also just to leave the the lesson to you can do whatever you want. You can make your mind up and you do it, you know, make it happen. <laughs> it may not be Definitely. easy, but don't get, let any excuses get in the way just because you failed or you feel like you're too old or whatever. You know, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah. The time is always now, regardless of. And this is a great time. This is a great time, despite what we're going through in the world. It's a great time to be creative because anybody can put out stuff and do things and build and reach the whole world. You know, the whole world can come to our doorstep, you know, like it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that process is what brought brought us to you or you to us. You know, it's just the beautiful internet, the wonderful music community is putting our product out there, putting the show out there and like having people respond, getting that feedback. And it's been an amazing journey. And I love talking to people about their journey, about this thing that we're doing. You know, I, I get a lot of inspiration from it. Yeah, me too. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like I yeah. talked about different stuff today that I normally do. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing, you know, about your life. Uh, before we, we go here, is there anything you would like to leave our beautiful listeners with? Any thoughts or anything you're feeling right now that you'd like to share? Um, that's a juicy question. <laughs> Phoenix has anything to share. <laughs> I would say, you know... Don't forget to smile at a stranger. Oh, <laughs> like somebody that. smiled at me the other day and it really, that 
guys, I pulled up at the laundromat and, and like I looked over and this guy smiled at me and he was just sitting in his car and I smiled back. His smile made me smile and and you know, it was simple and sweet and powerful, <laughs> you know. So I think that we need to do more of that. Sappy as it sounds. No, that's not sappy. That's powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. Sharing sharing positive energy is very important. Like yeah. things like that can go such a long way. I completely agree. Yeah, you never know what just happened to somebody. Mm. For me, it's just been rough these past couple weeks i don't i can't talk about it really but i needed that smile so that's a good thing to do so listeners share the love just just a smile and acknowledge your fellow man (laughs) you don't have to like give him a bunch of stuff just give him a smile you know i think that's that's beautiful that's good good start <laughs> yeah where do our listeners find you on social and, and well you said you weren't are you on social or are you oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. at miniemurphymusic.com and then at mini murphy music is my facebook and instagram and hey. i think my tiktok is mini murphy but i haven't gotten into the tiktok yet i'm sorry <laughs> but uh um it's always a new thing every day I'm kind of old school, but there'll be some new app next month that we all have to learn and get on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it never ends. Never ends. Technology world is yeah. always yeah. something to learn there. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you, Minnie. We appreciate your time very much. Thank you guys. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> Let's say goodbye to our beautiful listeners with our, our outro here. Uh, Ryan, did you have anything else you need to share? You pretty much. Let's just be wild and free, baby. Amen. I love that. I love it. <laughs> uh, beautiful listeners, you know we love you. Bye. Bye.